0: Hi guys, good morning. We are here today, me Raphael. we have a super special guest, Michelle. She's gonna join us today to share a little thoughts about the fitness industry out there. She uh, teach the boot camps here at our gym a couple of times a week and uh, we are very pleased that Michelle come and uh, join us uh, for the podcast today. I know her for many years before. she used to have her business very close to my gym. We did some partnerships with self-defense classes, and um, friendship grow out of there, and uh, she ended up coming and working here, at the same facilities with us. So, how you feel today, Michelle? How I you want to introduce yourself a little bit and tell a bit, a little bit about you? Sure,
1: sure, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Uh, Michelle Haynes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I've been doing group fitness for about three, four years now. Um, sort of a later in life transition but uh, I do all kinds of different classes boot camp uh, hit classes Tabata I also do some personal training with postpartum clients which I love that's the best because they bring their babies Mm, right that's always nice Um, and of course a lot of functional training which is in line with what you guys Mm -hmm. do so
0: Functional yeah. training is, uh, the, is a kind of training that you don't use any kind of weight or anything. Is that correct? Right,
1: right. It's about everyday movements. Okay. And uh, in my classes, I really love working on mobility, flexibility, stability. Mm-hmm. These are things um, uh, that start to go away if you don't work on them starting at age 30. Mm. Right. I was doing some continuing education, and it shocked me because mm-hmm. I always thought that was a you know when you got a little bit older maybe in your 50s but you actually start losing that flexibility and mobility starting at age 30 mm-hmm. unless you start to work on it so that really interested me and i try to incorporate that in almost all my workouts that's beautiful that's cool. you
0: know i heard about fun- functional training a long time ago back in brazil and that was exactly when people start to understand that the weight lifting was something that's could be adapted in a better way mm-hmm. That uh you could use actually just your body weight to do the, the workouts. And I remember like it became very popular in Brazil functional, functional training. And uh when I moved to America actually I tried to find functional training more because of the because I always heard people, uh jiu-jitsu guys, jiu-jitsu people doing functional training back in Brazil, and I was kind of struggled to find functional training until I went to LA Fitness. And uh, I asked them, do you guys do functional training? And of course, they said yes, <laughs> because they say yes, probably for everything, right? To sell you the products. And uh, and I started to do functional training with this person there, with this, um, uh, with the personal there. The, and, the uh, trainer, private huh? trainer? Yeah, with a private trainer. And uh, I don't know if he misunderstood, because I was, um, a jiu-jitsu professor and he taught like in those days i was like mindset my mindset was more towards competition and stuff like that so he put me like in a very very hard workout and, uh, and that's when i had my back injury mm. you know i remember to today that's that's when i first find out that i had this big muscle spasm and i could not move and then um, and then the pain went away and I said, man, I have to go back. And then I went back like that same intensity and I got hurt one more time and then I have to stop. And I was very frustrated that uh, the functional training that's supposed to be a little, a little bit more friendly was not really adapted for the kind of body that I had.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you see that happen sometimes?
1: I do. Um, what I find, going back to your point about being able to find functional training, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty rare that you're going to find classes that are functional training specific. Right. So even in my classes, what I do is that I incorporate functional training principles into what I do, whether mm. it's a boot camp or a HIT class or circuit class, I put it in there. Okay. Right? So, and then, um, well, and, and to that point, again, there's lots of different ways for fitness right Mm -hmm. there's so many different modalities and it really depends on what your goal is yeah right and so your trainer maybe he just wasn't experienced in that aspect of training Mm -hmm. maybe he wasn't as familiar with the functional side of things Um, for me I actually had done um, swing dancing for a number of years and still compete from time to time and teach workshops Um, And so for me, that functional part was very, very important to me because I needed to be able to move, Mm. right? For dance, it's not about how much can I lift. Mm -hmm. It's about how can I move, my flexibility, my mobility. And so I got lucky and I found a a group fitness instructor while she was teaching her high intensity class, she put functional training in that class. Mm. And that's how I kind of found yeah. out about. Oh, it. Oh wow, that's interesting. So um, now I feel like there's definitely more of an emphasis on functional training. Um, for instance, you know, CrossFit was quite popular. It, it's mm. still pretty popular, um, but you know, at its height, yep. its <clears throat> its motto was very much about functional fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people get a little overly excited about. <laughs> About things, and so yeah. they maybe push their clients too fast, too soon, right? Too heavy, right? And that's how they get injured yeah. because they haven't. If you go too heavy before you've gotten your form correct, right. you are going to get injured. right. Yeah. Right? Um, right now, I've started to get into some heavier lifting, but I have a great coach who makes sure that I'm ready before I move on mm. to the next set of weights and perhaps that particular trainer didn't do that That's for That's probably you. what's happened to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, maybe he had a different, a wrong image of me being this tough jujitsu black belt and he said right. you can handle anything but I, I actually was not ready for that kind of training and, um, and maybe even me that I think I have a little bit of um, I think I was responsible a little bit for that too, because I thought I could handle it, you know? And otherwise, when I felt that intensity of training, I would ha- I would complain to him and say, look, that's not exactly what I want, but at those days, I kind of have the mindset that I can really do it, yeah, you know? Yeah. So I think me, the, com- the combination of me with an unexperienced coach, me with the wrong mindset, I think we both caused that injury. What I'm very grateful for because it put me in a different pattern of movement, and I learned something super important that's um, I use for these days, yeah, that guides
2: you like towards the path that you want uh, yes. to go. Uh-huh. And uh, I was gonna say to give a, uh, people a little bit about context about functional training like, between most people do weight or classes or. Or they just go to the gym and then they see whatever workout they can work on. Um, What is the difference between functioning training and the regular, like air quote here, uh, regular training that people most of the times do?
1: Well, um, you know, when people think of exercise or going to the gym, most people, not everyone, but most people, their number one goal is probably to lose weight. Yeah. Right? And they think... They think, oh, I'm, I'm gonna go run on the treadmill for however long and I'm gonna lose this weight, right? Um, obviously, there's whole, so many other things that come into play here. Yeah. But normally, when people think about exercise, they're thinking about losing weight. And so group classes traditionally have a connotation of cardio-type classes, um, you know, Zumba, that type of class, yeah. or even back in the day, you know, and when I was young, jazzercise, uh, you probably remember that. Yeah. You might be too young. <laughs> but jazzercise, like my favorite program on TV, yeah. there was this 20 minute workout. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, my, my mom and I those would record it. Have, and we would yeah. do it together. <laughs> um, you know, in those 80s leotards and the yeah. big hair, it was great. Um, but that's what most people think of, right? Yeah. So they're thinking cardio. Um, not that there isn't functional stuff in there, yeah. but it's mostly. Dancing around, jumping around, just to yeah, get moving, focus, yeah. right? To burn calories, which is great, right? Any kind of movement is going to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the type of group classes you see, there's going to be more strength based classes. Yeah. Uh, HIT, which is high intensity interval training, um, boot camp, which incorporates those types of things, or circuit class. A circuit class is going to have um, a, several different types of equipment that you might go through like for instance in my class sometimes I'll have a circle class of eight stations and every station they're working with a different piece of equipment Mm -hmm. and those are a lot of fun because it keeps their interest Mm -hmm. for me it's a lot of fun because I get to be creative in designing the workout and what Mm -hmm. kinds of things I want them to work on
2: yeah super cool yeah
1: now if you're doing a traditional personal training you're probably gonna go in two three times a week and one day, you're going to be working on lower body. The next day, next time, you'll be working on upper body. Maybe you'll have a day when you just work on core. So it's all very isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they all work on different things, yeah. right? Now, with functional training, you're not so much doing that kind of jumping around or lifting heavy things. You can incorporate those yeah. in there, as I do, because I enjoy that. Um, but you don't have to. It's very much about movement and moving the body in ways that can help you sustain that mobility through your whole life. Mm-hmm. Right? So
0: important one yeah. uh, to keep moving and uh keep active in a way that's you minimize the risk of injuries and you make it fun. Exactly. It's so hard for people to stay consistent in um any kind of workout. You know, we have that same thing here in jiu-jitsu. You know life comes on the way, people have kids, family and uh, they never prioritize the movement in exercise class like yours so much, you know. So I think that's very important to keep it fun, and create this family environment where people not just come to the workout, but they also to relieve the stress and yes, talk
1: absolutely. and a little
0: joke and a little talk after the class about even a about some personal stuff. I feel a lot of that in the in the jiu-jitsu class. You know that some I even have like private clients that they come to the private class with me for one hour. But we end up training like for 15 20 minutes and the rest of the class we talk about life and yeah. you know share experiences and uh, I'd like to ask you what, what's your view about an image of a coach for example in the fitness industry there is oh all about image you know they try to sell all this equipment with this very fit person there trying to show this kind of equipment like if you buy this you're gonna be like me. Mm-hmm. You know what's Absolutely. What's your what's your view on that? Because I came from a background that I was a obese child and uh and today when I tell people that I I used to be nearly three hundred pounds when I was a teenager, people like, oh really? Oh you don't look like that anymore. You know, I was took me years for me naturally merge to a different image that I have now. You know and uh, what what do you see about that on the fitness industry there and what do you do with your clients coming and how they 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 interpret that situation there
1: So um it's interesting just a couple weeks ago um in one of the uh, fitness newsletters that I get
0: mm-hmm. the topic
1: of this article was what should a fitness instructor look like No ah, wow and I was very interested in that because mm-hmm. um you know, I've been told this to my face. Like, you don't look like an instructor. You don't look like you're in fitness. And yeah. I get that because mm-hmm. I'm not the super buff. Right. Not that there's anything wrong. Not with a that.
0: magazine cover kind right. of look. Right.
1: Right. Right. And um, you know, and and the people who do look like that, that's great. Mm-hmm. They worked very hard right, to get right. to where they are. But what people need to realize, as you say, you're looking at a picture.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: picture was probably taken with the perfect lighting.
0: Exactly.
1: Perfect contour makeup. Yes. Standing a certain way. Yeah. Which from dance, I know how to stand to, you know, give me the right angles. Right, right. Um, and you know, maybe they um, you know, didn't have anything to eat that morning and all they've had is water to like flush everything prepare. out, to prepare for that perfect. And
0: then did you know, a super strong workout like two minutes mm-hmm. before the teacher comes. Absolutely get a little extra super pump in there. Yes.
1: And again, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for my clients in particular, um, and I just saw this on uh, on, a, on a blog, which I loved. It was real, not perfect, mm-hmm. right? And so I present sort of more of a real person image. I let them know my story that I also used to be a lot heavier. Mm-hmm. I've always struggled with weight, I still struggle with weight, Mm -hmm. but I'm in this journey with them. Right,
0: right. And so, yeah. That really mirrors my story. Yeah. That really mirrors what I did.
1: It was actually really hard for me to be that vulnerable Mm -hmm. and to be that honest with them, but in the end, I realized how powerful that was. Um, And some of my favorite coaches are not that perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, that magazine cover um, person. Um, one of my very first um, group fitness instructors at the, the gym that I was at, she was doing a, like a Zumba class, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I love to dance, so I was like, this is great. <laughs> and I went in and I remember looking at her and just thinking, I don't know what this is gonna be like. She was a little bit heavier, and she, again, didn't look like that typical fitness instructor. Mm-hmm, yeah. Come to find out that she had lost like 100 pounds. Wow. And then loved yeah. through doing these dance cardio classes and loved it so much became an instructor and so she had that passion she had the motivation i loved her class. because of the transformation yes that she because she went through it herself That's so she understood so interesting. and she was one of my very favorite instructors yeah. even though she wasn't the quote stereotypical i love stuff, right? stories i love it yes right
2: she came through that she exactly came through that. she can share that for everybody the results that she got Mm-hmm. through her own pain and gains that she had in her own, in her own journey right. of that, so that's right. so cool. Exactly. Yes, I have uh, I have uh,
0: one of my professors back ago, he always like let you show off that he was so fit and I know that guy. He never worked out one day in his life. Because, because he have that genetic, great genetic. You know, I remember like many times he come in the gym and like, oh look at me, forty two years old and six pack, and always like showing off that. But I know for a fact that he never worked to get in that shape. It was just because he born like that with those yeah. genes. And um, and regular people like you and me and Raphael, you know that we came from this background of not being that. Lucky? I don't know if that's lucky. I don't see that like as something beneficial, you know, but born with those genes that you are fit, whatever happens, wherever you eat, whatever you do, you're going to always be in that shape that everybody desires to have, you know?
2: That's the theory of the survival of the fittest. That's why they have all that reason. Like you looking like that, they think that people will have amazing functionality on their body. And I was going to mention before when, when uh, when michelle was talking about functional training is that maybe and maybe you agree with me in this part that the traditional training got into because bodybuilding so that isolation got into because bodybuilding and that's the image type of thing that got into the media and that's why traditional is that way isolation and aesthetics and, all that, and aesthetics, all that stuff.
1: exactly. So that's yes, why now exactly. it's going
2: for functional instead of what the looks, the feel, and the mobility and everything. I think that's a cool story um, that you mentioned about um, one of your clients that she was moving.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Um, so one of my clients, um, she she had this goal in mind. She actually started working out with me when she was, I think, 59. Mm -hmm. and you know she used to be you know used to run marathons and all that but because of some family issues had gained some weight and hadn't Mm -hmm. really been working out but for her 60th birthday you know she's like i have some gold that's fantastic (laughs) Wow, that's so cool well so after working out with with us for a while um she had to move and she was moving from one two-story house to another two-story house Mm -hmm. mind you i said she's a 60 year old woman Mm -hmm. right and she came in after the weekend and she was so excited <laughs> that she was able to do so much of the moving herself. Wow. Carrying boxes up and down those stairs mm-hmm. with no, no stopping, no problem, because she had gotten so much more stamina and strength mm-hmm. from our workouts. Right. So that just made me really happy, right. <laughs> right? But yeah, that's exactly, that is functional training. And
0: this is the reality out there, right? That yeah. Most of people fit in this reality more, you know, people out of shape, they don't look they don't have any special image, they don't look like a fitness coach, you know. And sometimes we look at these magazine covers and like get excited, oh I wanna be like this person. But there is very few people that are gonna be able to achieve those right. kind of goals, right. you know. The average is like this client that you have, you know, somebody that's out of shape and they start to work out a little bit and get a little bit of guidance of a specialist like you, and they improve in life and they are able just to move one house to another and that's exactly what life is out there you know and people sometimes they they mistaken of oh i want to be in a i want to be like an athlete i'm going to start to work out with michelle and um i want to become an athlete what do you do if somebody come to you and say oh michelle i want to be a bodybuilder and have this like (laughs)
1: <laughs> actual goal
0: to like become a magazine cover what do you what do you tell for that
1: client so I actually have had people come up to me yes. and say Michelle can you help me get swole <laughs> which uh, which is great that that's their goal you uh-huh. know at least they they want to do something I I um, you know first you want to talk to them <laughs> and sort of find out what their true goals are mm-hmm. and if if they really are just after that aesthetics i i send them someplace else right because right? right, that's right. not what that's i do that's not my specialty okay. mm-hmm. and i would not want to steer them wrong because
0: yeah. you're going to have like to redirect the focus towards that person mm-hmm. and leave the other clients behind a little bit and have to work separately. Yeah. Little, yes. Well, and
1: I try to be really honest with them, right? Mm-hmm. I said, okay, if that's truly what you're looking for, it's not just about your workouts. You're also going to have to look at their nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which 90% of the time they are no longer interested. <laughs> right, because <laughs> you truth. know that's the hardest part. Real. The nutrition's mm-hmm. the hardest part. You can work yeah. out all day long, but if your nutrition is terrible, right, you're it's not, not going to get the results mm-hmm. that you want. So
2: you lose 99%. Uh, don't no, right seriously.
1: <laughs> A lot of people, will, and they ask me, they're like, okay, I just want to lose weight. I said, great. What are you doing now? What kind, you know, are you exercising? Oh, I'm walking. Okay, that's good. What does your food look like? Mm-hmm. And uh, either either they don't want to tell me. <laughs>
2: um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or once I tell them what's sort of involved, you know, it's yeah. hard. It's hard. Even for me, you know, it's hard to stick with it. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I do understand. Um, but yeah, like if someone's just coming for aesthetics, I'm like, okay. Well, in order to do that, this is what you have to do, mm-hmm. and it's it's very hard. And again, I would still send them to somebody whose expert expertise was in that. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I I can focus on. I
0: love it. We mm-hmm. actually do the same thing here in jiu jitsu classes. When somebody come and they want to focus in tournaments, and we recently have a case of a wrestler, a state champion wrestler, that walk in and he did the first class. And immediately I had actually to inspire to him a little bit just to show mm-hmm. him that's what jiu-jitsu was about. And uh, and right after the class he say, No, I want to compete, and that's what I what, what my focus is. I say, look, we are more focused on the average person that wanna learn self-defense. I can't stop my I can't redirect my focus towards you because you wanna go to compete. So here, what it is. There's a gym down the road where they're focusing tournaments and you're going to find yourself much more you're going to find it find exactly what you want there so go there go there and try a class and if you change your mind come back to us and you're going to be very welcome actually we had two cases like that the other day right
2: yeah one guy one was actually
0: extremely competitive he came here and asked us like hey can you guys please train me for competitions because I'm getting beat at my other gym and I need to go back there and prove a point and I say, man, look I'd love I'd love to help you. But I can't do that. You know, we are focusing a totally different aspect of jiu-jitsu. We are focused on a general public, you know, like all kinds of ages, all kinds of backgrounds, and that's exactly what we're doing here. So yeah. I can't stop what we're doing to focus on your competition goal. So I actually he 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 wanna go to this to this gym right away. He says, "Please, can can you give me the address right now?" But he didn't have like even a GPS with him. So I end up like leaving the gym, and I drove him right there. (laughs) I say, "Follow me. I'm gonna show where the gym is. Go there and try a class. I know that this guy's gonna be able to help you better than what we can do. You know." So we are very honest in this point. What's not everybody do that, you know. Like in the other way around, there's people they're looking for what I do, but they end up going to another gym. What I know for a fact that they are not focused on the general uh-huh. public to teach self defense. And when he walk in the door and he say, "Hey, I'm looking for self defense. Great, we do that. Come on, join us." Yeah. And then like after a month, the guy realized that he, he didn't learn anything about how to defend a punch, how to survive in a bad position.
2: Or they stay there for years without yeah, realizing, because they don't know that there's something else. Sometimes they're already there
0: and then they end up staying there because maybe they're trapped in a contract, yeah, you know, the and then they end up like after four or five years, realized that they spend all that time there and didn't learn what was the focus in the beginning, you know. So it's, um, I think, and um, we had yesterday, we had students coming back, Mm -hmm. students that's, they have to stop for life, kids, family, Sure, sure. but they come back, you know, they come Mm -hmm. back because we've been honest with them from day one, you know, they walk in and say, look, my friend, you're very welcome here, that's what we do, we have this structured curriculum here, we follow exactly what it is, you're going to learn Jiu Jitsu in this way, and that's what it is. And if you want something else, please, the market's huge. Go yes. and look for somebody else that's going to help with your goal. You know, so people, they, they come back, you know, and the guys came yesterday back, one of us did come back and say, we are like, oh man, so good you came back. I said, of course I came back. You guys are so honest with me from day one. When I had to leave, I had no problem to cancel my contract. You guys said, you guys told me 30 days notice. And that's exactly what it was you know because today we sign a a person for a one-year contract we do that but anytime you want to come out he's free to go we want him to go if he if he have to go maybe he's not happy here with the training maybe whatever happened whatever the situation the student is free to go the one-year contract that he do is not with us it with himself Mm -hmm. It's a commitment with him we want him to sign that contract so he knows that he have that one year ahead that he's going to commit with himself and do as much as he can to follow the program.
2: And, and to, to pivot a little bit to educate the people out there that are trying to, they're doing the tra- traditional thing, but they don't know to, where to jump to or to try or, or to at least experience so they can know themselves a little bit more and be aware of what is better for them. So how is the first step on how they can start? I know that you mentioned the, what's their goal first
1: yeah and and you know and it's true there's so many resources out there now yeah. and I mean even in our little small area I mean yeah. there's gyms on every corner mm-hmm. yeah. not to mention your personal trainers oh yeah um, and you know my recommendation really is number one figure out what your goal is and then just go try things mm-hmm. because if you don't like it you're not gonna stick with it yeah right so for instance you know people have said Oh, you should run running is great for burning calories and burning fat all true I've tried running Mm -hmm. do not like running (laughs) I will not run (laughs) I mean I'll run with my daughter down the block you know right right exactly Um, but I found that I really loved dance cardio classes and I love that group class feeling Mm -hmm. yes right Um, For other people they're not comfortable in group. They'd rather do personal training again There's a lots of different personal trainers out there there. lots of options Um, You know things like Groupon where you can try things for inexpensive or class pass is a new one That's out there that a lot of a lot of my friends have recommended as well It gives you a chance to try out all different kinds of gyms until you decide on one that you like Um, But yeah, really I just say just whatever sounds interesting. Yeah. If goat yoga sounds interesting to you, go mm-hmm. try goat, goat yoga. yoga. <laughs> yeah. One of my I've friends did that. One yes. of my friends so did funny. that. I've seen the pictures. It looks look phenomenal. it up if you don't know what yes. goat yoga is. It's super funny. Just try <laughs> so things. Um, there was one I saw the other day. It was like a um, a, a bungee cardio class, and mm-hmm. I was like. Yeah, sure. let's try it. Let's go. Yeah. You know, why yeah.
2: not? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We
0: do the same thing. You know, we always uh, we we always tell people to go and try whatever they like. Actually, we have to send students. That was already with us before, and uh, we see that he wanna compete and he start to go to competitions, and start to bring that mindset to the gym and start to invite other people to go and compete with him, and then we just have to cut that, you know, and say like, hey, look, if your goal is that, go and chase it go and look for it you know but don't try to come here and change the system that we have because we're not going to accept that you know we have we believe on what we do we give this opening for everybody to mm-hmm. try whatever they like you know but sometimes you have to remove the bad apple of the the, the basket you know because otherwise you lose focus on what you're doing Absolutely. and i did that before to try to
1: accommodate everybody yes
0: and sometimes it's difficult you know it's nearly impossible actually for you to accommodate everybody you know so you have this program that you offer and uh if you fit in you're very welcome and otherwise you're welcome to go and try something else
1: that's very much how i feel too it was a lesson that i had to learn when Mm -hmm. i started doing group classes in the beginning i would think oh my classes would be great for anybody like i could train anybody you know and and it and it wasn't that we weren't adaptable Mm -hmm. but like you we had to be honest with ourselves we had to be honest with our clients and say okay here is our program here are our goals this is what we can do Mm -hmm. and it may not be a good fit for everybody in fact um i was always very proud of this at, at my previous studio you know, pretty much everyone that was there, Mm -hmm. everyone sort of fit in our space. Hmm. And every now and again, we would get somebody who was kind of an outlier that, you know, they they weren't quite in it. And they always wanted us to change our program Mm. or they would complain about our program. Mm -hmm. In my head, I'm like, if you don't like it, why are you here? (laughs) And then eventually, they would sort of filter themselves out and go find something else. 100%. But they came and they would try it for a little while and you know and you know, and, and I'm I'm trying, you know, I'm also a business person and mm-hmm. so I'm trying to see if yeah. we can accommodate them. But when it gets to the point where they're starting to affect other people in my class, then it's, you know, then it like you say, it's time to kind of get rid of that bad yeah. apple. Yeah. Uh, in our case a lot of times they sort of just left of their own volition. Mm-hmm. And then we were left with, you know, all the cool people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think that's in any environment, right? Hopefully, you get a group of people together who are there for that same common purpose. Mm-hmm. And if something changes, that they can be honest with you, and you mm-hmm. can be honest with them, so that you can find some kind of mutually agreeable solution, yeah. right?
2: No, that's why we we as a business owners we have to make niches, so that way we have to yes. Target specific people that have our same problem that we're trying to solve, and and like you said, like we're uh, we're problem solvers, so we're trying to make yeah. everything right. But we can't, like, we have to focus on our group so that way yeah. cool. they're great and happy. And then when we are growing more and more, then we can diversify here and there. But for now, we have to like mm-hmm. really focus because we have limited uh, resources. But it's, it's cool that that and that happens all the time that somebody it gets in and start complaining about the system that happens uh, on even social media that you're trying to oh, sure. uh, uh, say something help and everything but because they don't know the context behind what's happening or the behind the scenes they just either leaving comments or saying that they don't like it or like I said uh, oh but you have to change the the curriculum or anything mm-hmm. you know, there's so many options that you can go exactly. and try it out try you something have to, else yeah you don't have to try and change the system here already it's going to be harder <laughs> than just finding some more somewhere place to train yeah so it happens all the time i love this topic
0: the about the the image doesn't mean anything and i have seen a article recently about this um uh, vegan celebrity, Instagram celebrity that she had millions and millions of followers and uh, online clients and she sells this vegan raw vegan brand and uh she was in Thailand with her friend and her friend made a short video and she kind of hide her plate that there's fish on it. Really? Yes. I heard about that yeah yeah she she hide her her, her plate with the arms and then of course she have millions of followers and people got that video and like really studied the video see ever. that she was eating fish. Wow. And uh and then become that she was uh lying about what she was selling and then she did this 30 minutes video explaining and excusing her behave and she said that she had some medical issues, that she had to start to eat meat because of nutrients that was missing and uh and if you look at her, she have exactly this image of a person of the super fitness model, raw vegan, and selling this dream to people that actually she don't follow herself yeah and uh so it's it's out there, you know, like the image be careful what you see when you go to a gym and you see this image there of a super fitness model or somebody that's super muscular that's you know, it's it's not the average, it's not the true, and uh, it's not the healthiest thing. Also, you know, like doesn't mean like because the person he really really look like super muscular doesn't mean that people is healthy. You know, right? And uh, and I can apply that to myself very clear because I I, I fought my way through to lose weight and. I, I'm not a muscular fitness model. I just feel good. You know, okay. I just feel good. I'm the healthiest state of my life that I could ever be with my nutrition. You know, I'm not like a fully vegan. I'm not a veggie fully vegetarian person. I try to never uh abuse of anything, you know, but I don't tell my students like some people think that I'm fu- I'm like a fully vegan and I I do that most of the time but I don't tell people that I am that kind of stereotype yeah. you know because I'm not really you know if somebody invites me to go to the house and there is a non-vegan dish there I just eat you know but when I have control my food I try to eat as clean as possible I, I'm not a nutritionist but I have a good understanding what a healthy plate is okay. a healthy plate of food you know, so there is a lot of people out there selling this image that they die for, taking all kinds of drugs and supplements to have that image. But in the end of the day, they are having a lot of joint joint problems mm-hmm. and a lot of injuries, and they have a miserable life to show that image and make money out of that. Absolutely. You know, so realistically, is image doesn't mean anything unless you want to be the New Mr. Universe, (laughs) right? That's then you like you you have to have that image. And And believe me, that kind of goal can't be healthy, you know, because the human body—it's a machine. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. That's the thing. Yeah,
1: it's not. You can't
0: you can't maintain that for a whole life unless you you die for it. You know, like you have to put your whole health in risk to keep that image. To sell a product that don't really exist, your students, your followers, people that's gonna have you as a mentor, never gonna be able to be like you unless they get into that path, that's a short pattern, you know. Uh-huh. Uh Steve Maxwell, uh I had an opportunity to spend like this whole week with him, and he put us in a group and he say, Well, if you are doing CrossFit, heavy lift weight and power lifts stop right now <laughs> because you're gonna pay a lot for that in the future okay and you want to prove of that like how much this high intensity training and uh jujitsu competition mindset gonna interfere on in your long longevity of training life raise your hand in this group of 65 people if you are over 55 years old, that was just him. Boom. Okay. If you are over 50 years old, raise your hand. Nobody. 45, three, four people. 40, and then there is 10, 12, and that was exactly the proof of a short life if you go in that hard intensity. You know, how long I want to train this? I want to train this until I die. But there is only one way. There is only one way to do that. If you take care of your body in the right manner, you know. Mm-hmm. I know that if I was going, stay in the competition mindset and keep competing, and see my students as a challenge, and have that ego to prove a point every day in class, I felt that already. and That's why I had to change. Uh, it's going to be short, you know. And I believe the fitness is exactly the same thing. You know, if you keep pushing to have that image, you're going to have that image, but a very short period right. of time.
1: Right, and it's not to say that you can't do resistance training or weightlifting your whole life. Mm-hmm. And I certainly know plenty of people who do that. And it's great because some of that weightlifting is very good for your bones and mm-hmm. your muscles, right? Yeah. To maintain the your muscle and to right. maintain right. to and keep you your bones. Right, but it's how you do it, yes. right? To maintain that, quote, Mr. Universe level, mm-hmm. that is not sustainable, yeah, right? It's not. And if you, and I, I've known a few um, competitive bodybuilders and um, I haven't talked to them in length, but I've heard a little bit about their, their training. And mm-hmm. it's very much like, you know, in those two to three months leading up to the competition, everything is, is pared down and they're super, super strict. But outside of competition, they don't do that because mm-hmm. well, it's not 100%. sustainable. Right, it's not right. sustainable, right? Um, you're doing it specifically for that particular aesthetic. And mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, but you're right, you know. But there, Again, there's lots of different modalities. My recommendation, of course, is to find something, number one, that you love. Number two, that is going to help you maintain that mobility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I started following, Uh, A couple of different accounts on Instagram and their whole focus is on mobility Mm -hmm. and I've actually and I consider myself a fairly flexible person Mm -hmm. but even some of these movements are really really challenging and I challenged my husband to it last night (laughs) and he's looking at me like it looks easy Uh, it's it's not as easy as you would think they're Mm -hmm. just they're simple movements that you just don't practice in everyday life you know and as you know both of us with young children <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. you know y- you have to be able to keep up with them yeah. and crawl around right, and right. run mm-hmm. and do all cl- I mean we've done planks where she's climbing on top of us you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she she likes yes. to climb on you to your daughter so it's it's what they do mm-hmm. and it's great um, and 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 a lot of my classes uh, I'll actually watch some of the movements that my daughter does and then sort of incorporate that style of movement That's into really cool. the workout. That's awesome. Right? Because children can move all kinds of different yeah. ways. And they move
2: perfect. Yes, yeah. Right? They move naturally without thinking they about do, it. They so. do.
1: They they squat into that perfect yeah. looking squat. Right, right. They crawl around with no problems. They're able, and so I was like, okay, I like that movement. Let's see <laughs> how we can incorporate that into our work. Do it one more time. Yeah.
2: Of course, so we can remember. Like, <laughs> so fun We born with that
0: ability, and then we lose that along the way. Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, children start to lose some of that ability when they start like formal school mm-hmm. because they're sitting uh, at a desk of for course. most of the day. Mm-hmm. They school. get maybe thirty minutes of recess to run around, and then you know whatever the parents are able to provide outside mm-hmm. of school. Yeah. But not all the kids have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. But in class they're sitting all day long. Yeah, with all the homework Mm -hmm. and everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's changing. There's many
0: countries now that's, for example, Japan and uh, Norway, that the schools are just an open field with uh, stations of things that kids can go and do, but they are free to run as much as Mm -hmm. they want. And they go to the station that they want to learn. I believe
2: it's Finland. That has feeling, four hours of yes. subjects and everything, and then go explore. How amazing yeah. is that? You know, four hours a day, and then yes. go explore. How
0: amazing is that? That you can just yeah. have your child freely to go and choose whatever they want to learn. Mm-hmm and run around the whole day, you know, like I think that's something really good that's totally different than the school system that we have here Mm -hmm. in America, you know. I think Mm -hmm. things
1: are starting to change some, but it takes time, you know, it takes time. time. I try to
0: adapt that with my kids as much as I can, you know, to compensate those sitting hours with you know, stretch, foundation training at home. Uh, I actually posted a picture recently of my Hi. daughter I saw it. doing Way that the uh, yeah. back so extension, cool. the foundation training back extension. Actually, that picture went all over already <laughs> because it's it's something that you don't see often. You know, at three years old doing a back extension like a totally movement that's gonna teach you how to use your whole body and engage your muscles. You know and I put her through that all the time than I can you know like play a little jujitsu with her at home bring her to the gym but I know that no 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 the parents we are very mm-hmm. fortunate to have this time to spend with the kids not everybody you know can. but it's yeah so
1: sometimes my daughter will say mommy let's stretch together I'm like <laughs> yes. all right how let's do it yeah. yeah. no
0: how beautiful and how much <laughs> It doesn't happen there, you know. It doesn't happen too often. Parents don't have time. They don't have time to cook the food for the kids. They don't have time to exercise. Even a little walk in the park. Sometimes most of the parents they cannot do that, you know. So they drop the kid in the school in the morning. They pick up in the afternoon. Lots of electronics now that really make that even harder. Everyone's just doing the best
1: that they can. Yes.
0: So yeah, I love the topic today. It's really nice to have Michelle sharing that with us she's a mom she's a regular person that's try to share her passion with fitness with other people she's real yeah she's real exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what a real fitness instructor is you know that she don't have this image of a magazine cover but she have tons of knowledge to share tons of experience you know, with a family and uh, workout, and she had her own business, leading, dealing with clients of all kinds. And uh, yeah, I really love to have Michelle here today, and uh, we you. are friends for a long time. And uh, I'm looking forward to for the future. Yes, Absolutely. thank you
1: for coming. Thank job. you. Yes.
0: Thank you. Obrigado. Yeah. Obrigado. Shisha. Thank you. There we go.
1: Multilegal. Thank you guys.
0: Have a good <laughs> day. If Bye. you have any comments, any feedback to give to us, please write a comment and uh we are here open to learn from anybody that's watching this video. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye.